Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the third weekend of Advent. Um, a reminder for those who are listening or watching online, uh, the bulletin for the service can be found on our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. Uh, you can also give your offering to the Lord through the Give tab there on the home page of the website. Just a number of announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Uh, as you may have heard, St. Louis County has rescinded the mask mandate for public gatherings such as worship here at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, since there is no longer a mask mandate in the county, uh, Chapel of the Cross will not mandate the use of one either. Uh, certainly if you are more comfortable wearing one, if you would like to continue wearing a mask, that is, that is absolutely okay. That's very acceptable. So please go ahead and do that. But uh, we will not be requiring the use of those masks. Our third midweek Advent worship service is this upcoming Wednesday, December 15th. Worship begins at 6.30 in the evening and there's supper beforehand in the gym starting at 5 p.m. So join us for dinner and for worship on Wednesday nights. So we've got this one, the third one, and then there's a fourth Wednesday coming up on the 22nd. Our special Christmas choir concert will be tomorrow at 11 a.m. I hope everybody can come back for that, for that special time of worship and music. Uh, please make sure to come to also our children's Christmas program, which is the following Sunday, December 19th at 11 a.m. Uh, you'll for sure want to join us for that morning as we, as we hear the story of the birth of Christ through the, through the, through the kids here at chapel. And we'll be joining together, of course, for some special worship services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Eve candlelight worship services will take place at 5 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. And then on Christmas Day, we will worship at 10 a.m. And we will celebrate the Lord's Supper at all three of those worship services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. If you noticed on your way in, Mary Martha Guild is having a Christmas cookie sale in the Commons area. Um, uh, go ahead and be tempted as you leave today and pick some of those up. All proceeds from the sale of those cookies goes toward mission and ministry. Uh, so feel free to buy some. And uh, one last thing, if you were at our, our congregation meeting this past Sunday, uh, you'll know about this. Uh, we will kick off 2022 with something called 30 Days in God's Word. That's a month-long devotional that gives an overview of the 66 books of the Bible. So each day we're going to be looking at the overarching themes of the books of the Bible and, and read, short, read short excerpts from those books. And then on Sunday mornings, uh, we, during the month of January, we will join in Bible study to get a little more depth, uh, a little more closer look at those studies. Uh, those devotionals are normally $13 from Concordia Publishing House, but Chapel is able to offer them to you for $5 uh, because of uh, Thrivent Financial for Lutherans has subsidized those a little bit. So we're thankful for that. We hope to have those books available next weekend. Those will be able to be, able to be purchased at the bookstore for $5 each. And I encourage all of our members here, all of our attenders, to, to join in that month-long study of God's Word as we start uh, that in the month of January. God's blessings to you as we worship tonight. We begin by singing together that opening hymn, Rejoice, Rejoice, Believers, as that's printed in your bulletin. We stand to sing it together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we have devised and desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us according to your promise in Christ Jesus. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all our sins. He sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by his death on the cross and freed us from death by his resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to God. We pray. O Lord, let the lighting of these candles signify that you are the light that shines in the darkness of our lives. As we wait, watch, hope, and pray, guide us all to reflect your light and let it shine. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, through John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ, you once proclaimed salvation. Now grant that we may know this salvation and serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading appointed for this day is from Zephaniah, the third chapter. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they were put to shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. We speak, we speak responsibly. Our psalm for the evening, Psalm 85. You showed favor to your land, O Lord. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, O God our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints, but let them not return to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. The epistle reading is from Philippians chapter 4. St. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John's disciples told him about all these things. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn of the word.
may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text that I've chosen for the sermon this day is that epistle reading appointed for today from Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. St. Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, today, uh, during the, the lighting of the Advent wreath, you may have noticed that we, we lit three candles. Makes sense, because this is the third weekend of Advent, right? But, but what makes this weekend a little unique, though, is, is that this weekend, we light that pink candle. The, the first two weekends and the last weekend of Advent, we light the blue ones, representing the hopeful waiting and the anticipation of the light of Christ who is to come. But in the midst of this season of hopeful waiting and anticipation of the coming of the Messiah, on this third weekend in Advent, we light that pink candle. And that pink candle represents and symbolizes joy and celebration. I hope that you have noticed in the liturgy for today all kinds of references and allusions to rejoicing and to joy. If you haven't, if that kind of passed by, let me, let me point some of those out to you. Remember our opening hymn? What was the name of that hymn? Rejoice, rejoice, believers. Why should we rejoice? Because the bridegroom is arriving and soon is drawing nigh. The Old Testament reading from Zephaniah includes that wonderful verse from Zephaniah 3. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. There's rejoicing all over that epistle reading from Philippians I read a minute ago. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul says. And he can't say it just once. He says, I will say it again. Rejoice. Some have even called Paul's letter to the Philippians his epistle of joy. In our communion liturgy, a little bit later, we will pray, it is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who alone fills our hearts with joy, both in good times and bad times. Our recessional hymn is literally called Ode to Joy. Beethoven's beautiful, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. We are surrounded by joy today. But I tell you, sometimes it's hard to feel joy. It's hard to feel joy, especially when you have to wait. And during this season of Advent, we have to wait. If you are not a patient person, I can imagine that Advent is kind of a difficult time for you, a difficult season. Uh, many, many of you know that word Advent, we talked about this the first weekend of Advent, that word Advent means coming. And so Advent is the season of expectation of what is to come. It's a season of watching for what is to come. It's a season of especially waiting for what is to come. You've got waiting and waiting and a little more waiting. And waiting's not easy. But you know, you think about it, we wait for an awful lot of things, whether we like that waiting or not. You go to the post office, especially around this time of, time of the year, you're going to wait to mail those cards. You go to the grocery store, you get in line, you're going to wait. You're going to have to wait. You want to get your car license before the end of the year? You're going to wait at the DMV. It's just a fact of life. You're going to wait. We wait for all kinds of things. And we wait for our, our loved ones to visit us or to call us or to maybe even text us. We go to the doctor's office and where do you sit? In the waiting room and you wait. And after you go to the doctor's office, what do you do? You wait for those test results to come back from the lab. And we do a little waiting on God too, don't we? As we pray, we wait for God to answer those prayers and give us what we think we need. We wait for Christmas to come. 
That's especially hard for kids sometimes. And sometimes, like them, we want it to come quickly. And sometimes we want to get it over with. And some, I know, would just as soon to not have it at all. But we wait. Now, what can we do? We wait and we watch and we wait some more. If we'd be honest with ourselves, I think one of our sinful reactions to waiting is to become anxious. You know, we're not filled with joy. Rather, we have these anxieties in our heart. Anxieties about the future. Anxieties about what that future is going to be holding for us. We have anxieties about our family, about our friends, about ourselves. We worry. We worry things that aren't, aren't, they're not going to turn out like we plan. And we think our worst fears are going to come true. John the Baptist, he, he seemed to have some anxiety when he sent messengers to Jesus in today's gospel reading. Remember his question? Are you the Christ to come? Or should we expect somebody else? It's a little bit strange, isn't it? This one, who, John, who boldly proclaimed Christ to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Strange that now he would be kind of second-guessing himself. Maybe as he waited, he grew anxious that Jesus wasn't the Messiah, that Jesus wasn't that promised one as he thought, as he had preached about. Of course, if anybody had reason to be anxious, it was John. John, at that time, he's sitting in Herod's prison, and he would eventually be executed. Time was short for John, and he knew it. Wouldn't you be anxious? I would. Jesus, are you the one? Or should we expect somebody else? And Jesus has an answer to John's anxiety. John, the blind see, and the lame walk. The lepers are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is being preached to the poor. The Messiah has come, John. Jesus is the answer to John's anxieties. St. Paul, he's another one who had really every right to be anxious. If you look through the book of Romans, he has this whole list in there, in that letter, of all of his problems and all of his difficulties that he went through. He said that he was, he was shipwrecked. He was hounded out of town. He was whipped. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was without shelter or adequate clothing. And as he's writing that letter to the people in Philippi, he's in prison. He's in jail, in chains. I mean, if not anxious, he could have at least been feeling a little sorry for himself or complaining about all the things that he had to go through and endure because he was an apostle of Jesus. Wouldn't you? But that's not Paul. No, instead Paul writes this. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious. But here's what you can do. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Why? Because the Lord is near. Rejoice. Now, I don't know. When somebody seems happy and, and joyful, and maybe they ought not to be, don't you kind of wonder about them? <laughs> wonder if there's something wrong with them? Maybe, you know, they're kind of out of touch with reality. Maybe they've kind of lost it a little bit. Maybe they need to see a doctor. It is far more typical, isn't it, to be uptight, to be upset, to be anxious. Isn't that far more typical? Isn't that really typical with us a lot of the time? Paul says, I rejoice. And I'm asking you to rejoice with me. And I'll tell you why I rejoice. I rejoice because I am a free man. I know it doesn't look like I'm a free man. <laughs> I know it doesn't look like it with me chained to this guard. But I am free. I'm free from sin. I'm free from Satan. I'm free from eternal death. That's why I rejoice. My rejoicing is not based on what this world says brings joy. This world says that in order to have joy... You got to have stuff. <laughs> you got to have money. 
You got to be healthy. You have to have a nice house. You have to have a nice car, a nice income, a nice vacation, a nice family. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things for sure. But the world says if you don't have those things, then you could never have joy. Paul says, I have none of those things. I don't have my health. I, I, don't, I don't have a home. I don't have wealth. But I do rejoice because I am free in the Lord. I rejoice every day because Jesus is here. Jesus is with me. I am not alone. Christ is here. He is my friend and he is my companion. He is my savior. And because he is here, I rejoice. And I'm asking you to rejoice with me because he's with you. Jesus is with you, Paul says. You know what it is to have the Christ as a companion wherever you go? I mean, think about that. Out of, out of all creation, he chose you to be one of his children. He brings you to this sacrament of holy baptism and he says, I have chosen you. You are my child now. The Lord is near to you. Rejoice. And this Jesus not only makes us his child, but he forgives every single one of our sins. Paul sees that forgiveness that he receives and he just can't help but to rejoice. He himself says, I've got a lot, a lot of sin to forgive. I am the worst of sinners, he said. In fact, I'm not even fit to be called an apostle because I was a, a persecutor of God's church. He was a blasphemer. He was a persecutor, all-around nasty kind of guy. And yet Paul was forgiven by that very one whom he had persecuted. And I'm not the only one he forgives. He says, not by a long shot. He forgives you too, no matter how bad your sin, no matter how many your sin. I forgive you, Christ says. And then he brings us to the supper like he does again tonight. You know, whenever, whenever Christian people are gathered for Holy Communion, they receive Christ Jesus. And with Christ Jesus, they receive all of his blessings. Forgiveness is there, and strength is there, and comfort is there, and assurance is there. Eternal life is there. The promise of heaven is there. Christ himself is there. Paul says, how in the world can anybody walk back to their pew not rejoicing? Don't get your sight so full of all that's bad in this world that you can't see the greatest gift that you've got. The Lord is near to you. You've got to rejoice in him. Rejoice in the Lord always. Three Avocados is the name of a, a nonprofit organization that was founded as a, a creative solution to ending the global water crisis. And they sell coffee is what they do with 100% of their net proceeds providing clean water in third world countries. It was started by a man from Messiah Lutheran Church out in Weldon Springs after he went on a mission trip to Uganda with his church. Joe, the founder, he writes about this little village in Uganda that holds a special place in his heart. Mubulamati is the name of that village. And while he was there in that village, he met a boy wearing a t-shirt that was just unbelievably tattered and full of holes. The most tattered shirt he had ever seen, he wrote. And you could see that a lot of the places where they had tried to kind of sew it up and stitch it together, and there's an awful lot of other holes. And Joe happened to have a three avocado shirt in his bag, and he asked him if he could trade. He'll give him the new shirt, and Joe will take his old tattered holy shirt. And of course, he gladly agreed. That tattered shirt is now framed and hanging in Joe's office at his home. It's a constant reminder, he says, not, not just of the extreme poverty and the extreme needs of the people in that part of the world. This, this place torn apart by war and political instability and, and just terrible, um, terrible economy. But it's, he says, this, it reminds me of something else. This is what Joe writes. I'm reminded of the beauty and the hope and the joy that surrounded us as we worshiped in a building on the verge of collapse. And the spirit of the people that should be broken yet we're thankful beyond my understanding. It is truly one of the most beautiful places on earth. 
Well, what a wonderful reminder what God can do. How he can just slice through the darkness of despair and hopelessness and give joy. God's love can, can chase away the doubt, push away the fear, and give that joy. Joy coming from knowing that he won't abandon us, he won't forget us, and he won't leave us. And Paul is very clear. He says, the Lord is near. I, I know we're waiting for him. And I know that sometimes we can become anxious. And I know that the devil works very hard to pull our hearts away from our God as we wait. But remember, Paul says, you don't have to be anxious. Your God is near to you. And he's coming soon. So you can rejoice in him. Rejoice in his love. And rejoice in his grace. Rejoice in his forgiveness. Rejoice in his mercy. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed that's printed for you on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
we stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for peace amid our struggles and our troubles. Lord God, we ask that you fill our hearts with the joy of your kingdom, now and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amid our world of pain and sorrow, we cry out to you, O Lord, for comfort, and you have given us your own Son. Help us to know fully his comfort, his joy, and his peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As those who have heard your voice of peace and comfort, make us, make us instruments of your peace to others, that we may proclaim Christ Jesus and his salvation to all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, the holy season of our Savior's birth is soon upon us. Keep us from being distracted and turn us to the true gift of your Son as our Savior and Lord. Help us that we may be renewed in faith and filled with joy by the celebration of your Son's birth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, look down with mercy on this land, its government, and all nations of the world. Preserve us from unjust war and bloodshed. Sustain those who are in need, especially the homeless and the hungry. Grant us good weather and protect all who travel, especially during this holiday season. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, be with our servicemen and women who are separated from family and friends this Christmas time. Keep them safe, Lord. Drive away all loneliness and fear and sustain them and their loved ones by your word and spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, send your promised comforter that he may give the peace of Christ to those who have troubled hearts. Today we especially remember those struggling with illness and infirmity or who are recovering from recent surgery. We especially remember this day Stephanie Littlejohn, Alex Bukowski, and Jim Seibert. Heavenly Father, according to your great mercy, grant them healing, peace, and joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of heaven and earth, we know that you hold all things in your hands. In your mercy, provide for the needs of those who have been affected by the strong storms and tornadoes that hit Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, and other places on Friday. Work through those who bring relief and aid and protect all from any further harm. Comfort and give peace to those who mourn the death of loved ones. Draw all to the cross of Christ, who is our salvation now and always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who alone fills our hearts with joy, both in good times and bad times. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples and he said take eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way also he took the cup after supper and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink of it all of you this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins this do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me the peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We rejoice, O Lord, and we thank you that in Christ's body and blood we now receive forgiveness of our sins, life rooted in Christ, and salvation both now and forever. Through the same, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.